bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And today is our second ever Democratic debate special. (laughs) Okay, so today we are abandoning the regular format, Meow Meow, Mm -hmm. for Dumb Gay Politics, the podcast, Mm -hmm. so we can bring you all the highlights from last week's Democratic debate. And since this is our second ever Democratic debate special, we will now proceed with the recycled <laughs> intro from the first ever Democratic debate special. Oh, I'm going to have to put some music on under here, like, you know, like the yeah. debate music. That's right. So if this is your first time tuning in, <laughs> welcome. We appreciate you joining our other 14 listeners, but just remember, this is not a regular episode. So keep that in mind when you're getting bored or offended. Um, well, we're still boring and offensive on a normal episode, <laughs> um, which is why we hold strong with only 14 listeners, 14 masochists with mental problems just like us. That's right. Well, now, if you do get offended by anything in this episode, feel free to send us a message on our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. We try and read all of our messages and comments there, and we appreciate them all, even the rude ones. And we do get Rude one. Yes, we do. You know who <laughs> you are. And while you're there, you know what? Go ahead and sign up. We offer one hour long podcast a week for $1 or you can sign up for two hour long podcasts a week for the low, low price of $2. <laughs> That's right. No politics, no ads, no structure. Two hours of complete and utter bullshit. That's right. Bullying. Last week, we drove Julie's cat around L.A. <laughs> and Julie recorded Australian ringtones for our friend Brad. Ring, ring, Chardonnay. <laughs> ring, ring. We call him Chardonnay. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for the fact that I don't have to do a So There's That. I'm excited <laughs> by the fact that we don't have regular segments. And it's a, it's a free-for-all debate recap. The debates are, like, everything to us right now. Yeah. I mean, they just are. It's, I mean, the level. The level. I was so excited for it, like it was a, a Housewives reunion. Yep. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's so and exciting. And this one did not disappoint. They're acting like Housewives. And they're not even, and let's just say this, if I may, with all due... I feel that they actually are not even at the point that they're actual debates, but they're more like timed monologues. Yeah. Because they're not debates. But they will. Maybe for a moment you get a little discourse, but well, not let really. let me ask you, as someone who has never um, been this involved in... Anything? A, a, a hand, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a, anything political. Uh, and certainly not a run-up to the presidency. Okay. Will they turn into debates? I mean, I remember Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump like... Yeah, you'd be in jail and shit like that. Oh, when it's one-on-one. 
But yeah, I think that as they start to peter out and we're get, when we get into when it's like the top five, they still don't really let them debate, but they will go more back and forth. You'll see more like, you know, can I respond? Um, can I? Uh, no, I'd like to respond, please. Me? Hi. Me? Me? Um, okay, well, then let's get going with our second ever dumb gay politics debate special. When you're running for the White House And you want to get ahead You gotta get attention Or else your campaign's dead Iowa, New Hampshire It's always been your dream And it might work out Just don't become a me don't become a me. You gotta keep your image clean. Don't become a me. Some things can't be unseen. Everything you do ends up on YouTube. Everything you do ends up on YouTube. Don't you know that everything you in your hair Don't ever try to speak Spanish if you don't know how El hombre del pelequin <laughs> All right So last Tuesday CNN partnered with the New York Times and held the second Democratic debate with all the major candidates on one stage Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders Kamala Harris, Pete Bajij Andrew Yang, Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar Beto O'Rourke, Julian Castro Tom Steyer and Tulsi Gabbard Now that's not all of the major candidates meow meow, mm. Yerger Kooky, Marianne Williamson <laughs> was not there mm. which has me wondering is she did, is she still in it? You're right Brandy I wasn't there <laughs> But I haven't dropped out. Again, I didn't meet the qualifications set forth by the Democratic <laughs> National Committee and their faux democracy. Apparently, I haven't raised enough money, gotten enough names on a petition, have any experience. But I am here for it. Mr. President <laughs> and the DNC, listen up. I have more heart, more love, <laughs> more to give than any of the candidates on stage. I know what this country needs. They need a spiritual awakening, a love central, a, de a, a department of love spirituality <laughs> that is going to lift the, the despotic, dark, decrepit, unpoetic, despicable energy that has been thrown upon us like a pox blanket for the last <laughs> 45 years. Well, we did decide that Marianne Williamson can be and should be the spiritual advisor Agreed. for Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, all, any of them, whoever, whoever it is. And Tom, she, like the fact that Tom Steyer was there and she wasn't, it is offensive. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> well, no one will be hearing from him. Good. So for this debate special, <laughs> we pulled the clips and highlights that we found the most interesting or relevant. There are tons of things that we could not include you guys in the interest of time. So we apologize in advance. Uh, we insincerely apologize in advance. <laughs> 
If your favorite part. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's oh too no. Bad. Are oh, you don't like it? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Here's just one star. Um, if your favorite part or your favorite candidate does not get the attention they deserve, we're looking at you, Tom Steyer and Tulsi Gabbard. If you're upset, <laughs> send us a hate note on our Patreon page after you sign up. Or better yet, leave us a bad review on iTunes. Because if you're here for Tulsi Gabbard or Tom Steyer, you're in the wrong place, girl, <laughs> because you will not be hearing from them, okay? First topic up for discussion was, surprise, surprise, there's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza. <laughs> Healthcare. We're going to start with Bernie Sanders because... Actually, you know what? The first topic up for discussion was impeachment. Ah. And we went ahead and skipped it. <laughs> we impeached it. Yeah, we impeached it. Because... <laughs> Who cares? What does it matter? And they all feel he needs to be impeached. Nobody, whatever. It's we not all even know. An they don't like they'll him. deal with when they're blah, president. Blah, blah, blah. Right. The first issue that mattered to us was healthcare. Right. We're going to start with Bernie Sanders because he wrote the damn bill. <laughs> if I say, I wrote the bill. <laughs> If I, do, if I, if, damn know, if I don't say so, I wrote damn the damn bill. bill. Yeah. If I, if I, if I, if I, may I say? For Medicare for All, okay, which is his plan for universal health care. Oh. Senator Sanders. Like well, as somebody who wrote the damn okay. bill, okay. as I said, <laughs> as, I, as I said, as I said, let's be clear. Yeah. Under the Medicare for All bill that I wrote, premiums are gone, copayments are gone, deductibles are gone. All out-of-pocket expenses are gone. We're going to do better than the Canadians do, and that is what they have managed to do. At the end of the day, the overwhelming majority of people will save money on their health care bills. But I do think it is appropriate to acknowledge that taxes will go up. They're going to go up significantly for the wealthy. And for virtually everybody, the tax increase they pay will be substantially less substantially less than what they were paying for premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. Okay, so that was shade to Elizabeth Warren. Right. Because she refuses. She signs co-signs with uh, with Bernie on Medicare for All, but right. she refuses to uh, say, literally, that Lit- taxes literally, will go up for anyone. She actually literally refused yeah. to say. Right. However, now there's Joe Biden who comes in and says basically that that's insane what bernie claims is that the, the and he does admit the taxes will go up but what he claims is that it will be less than what we would pay in co-pays right. and our premium right but joe biden says he's crazy so that's basically where we're at with this debate mm-hmm. on this issue is that you have people who want medicare care for all we have people who want medicare for all who want it mm-hmm. and we definitely have people saying that medicare for all is crazy talk too expensive yeah. and it'll tax people too much but and if elizabeth warren would just say you're yes taxes will go up but it'll be less than what you pay even just for your monthly but that's payment. not true and i think the thing is right. that that's not true and that's why she won't and say so it. rather than lie i think what she's gonna count on is that it will never pass the house it'll pass the house but it'll never pass the senate even if democrats own both the house and the senate mm-hmm. i don't believe that it will pass and so they'll find some compromise where right. it's like yeah so she could be being a little shady here right. which is you know i guess part of it and i do believe bernie's being shady too saying that right but right this is all this is how it goes this is how it goes and it's interesting to to be in but at the same seat. time she's not calling him out for it the one thing she doesn't do is she's not calling him out and being like that's not ever gonna happen Th- your numbers are wrong right she doesn't ever do that to him well she supports medicare for all and she probably knows it's a pipe dream 
but she doesn't get bothered with anyone oh, else. I have never seen anyone so cool. If you don't feel comfortable with that bitch with the nuclear fucking button and she's yeah. just going to be like, oh, yeah. Putin, and that was okay. the pretty much over overwhelming takeaway. Yeah. Feeling right from the from the debate was that everyone came for Elizabeth Warren yes. to the point where it was uncomfortable. Yes. And she was like, do you even go? Like She was so unbothered. It yeah. was Beyond. I have never seen anyone take the the, the term. Don't take that personally yep. to such an extreme. Yep. She was Teflon, man. She doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks. She was Teflon. Yeah. And we tried. We, we had our thought bubbles up there. Yeah. Oh, man, man. Was, <laughs> I'm sorry to all everyone who had to watch that debate without Julie Goldman putting thought bubbles on Elizabeth Warren on the computer screen because it was absolute heaven. So, I mean, heaven. Oh. So now we're going to hear the first person who tried to come for um, Elizabeth Warren was Pete Buttigieg, right? I mean, I don't know if this is the clip, but he this comes for her all night long. No, this is it. Mayor Buttigieg, you say Senator Warren has been, quote, evasive about how she's going to pay for Medicare for all. What's your response? Well, we heard it tonight. A yes or no question that didn't get a yes or no answer. No, he's but not this wrong. This is why people here in the Midwest are but so frustrated being a little cunt. with Washington in general. <laughs> and You're not Capitol wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. Your signature, Senator, is to have a plan for everything except this. No plan has been laid out to explain how a multi-trillion dollar hole in this Medicare for all plan that Senator Warren is putting You're forward a is supposed hole. to get filled in. And the thing is, we really can deliver health care for every American. And move forward with the boldest, biggest transformation since the inception of Medicare itself. But the way to do it without a giant multi-trillion dollar hole and without uh, having to avoid a yes or no question is Medicare for all who want it. We take a version of Medicare. We let you Bernie's access like, oh, it if you want oh, oh, to. I hear him in the background. If you prefer yeah. to stay on your private plan, why you is can he do talking that too? <laughs> that is what most Americans want. Medicare for all who want it. Trusting you to make the right decision for your health care and for your family. I and hate it can when be delivered. Can you say five hundred your responses? So let's be clear. Whenever someone hears the term Medicare for all who want it, understand what that really means. It's Medicare for all who can afford it. And that's the problem with that. Medicare for all is the gold standard. (laughs) It is the way we get health care coverage for every single American, including the family whose child's been diagnosed with cancer, including the person who's just gotten an MS diagnosis. That's how we make sure that everyone gets health care. The thing is this, and I just got to say, for everyone who doesn't care about this issue, and I'm there because I get, you know, Julie and I are in the actors union and we get insurance. So, um, also, we haven't been diagnosed yet. It's right around <laughs> yeah. the corner. And what she says and Bernie says the entire the whole entire time they talked about this was you don't care until you care. And then once you're diagnosed, you're bankrupt. Right. And there, it doesn't matter what insurance you're on. Right. It doesn't matter how good your shit is. They're done with you. Right. And even if they're not done with you you still can't afford the $100,000 that you have to pay in it because a year because your surgery cost a million. Right. And, and I mean, literally these surgeries cost millions like, yes, you know, and it's like, and you still have to pay so much money. And so if you haven't, I'm sure, you know, some of you out there have, and you understand, and this matters to you. It's like, you know, Joe Biden is going to come in the next clip and he's going to say that we can't afford it. And I think it's he's really interesting and he gives a lot of information. But at the same time, Medicare for all who want it. I don't want my taxes going up so that 
because and then I sit and stay on my stupid insurance. <laughs> I'd rather just have everyone's taxes go up and let's just get into it. Right. Like eventually it might not be in 2020, right. but eventually we're going to have to get into it. And also Pete Buttigieg, like this whole and I know he's he's pandering so hardcore. I don't think the American people are wrong. I think the American people are right. The American people are right. They're not making the bad choice. Well, a lot of us don't have a choice, dick. Yeah, that's why we have the health insurance. We have. Who is sitting around being like, God, mm. <laughs> I have so many different choices that I mean, it was just like, which one do I want? And it's oh, also ooh, my ooh. health insurance rocks. I love yeah. it. He's no one. That's what Elizabeth Warren said last debate. Right. And he's uh, he uh, for both of us. I know. I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I know that in this I can say he has lost our you, we weren't feeling him this time. No. We weren't feeling him at all. And, and I, it wasn't just because he came for Elizabeth Warren. And no. Just in general, he was... He came for a lot of people. Yeah. he And the, the arguments were just were not there. And um, in this particular case, the American people aren't right and they deserve the choice. It's like the American people don't have a choice. Right. That This isn't about... I'm choosing which health insurance I love. Like I'm trying to pick an apple from fucking Ralph's, which that yeah. that I like better. I'm picking the one that I can afford. Right. That's what I'm and picking. And I can only afford it now because I don't have any diseases. Yeah, or exactly. Or any ailments. Exactly. And then, okay, so here's Joe Biden um, really putting the smack down. And, and we do like Joe Biden in this debate. Mm-hmm. Let me part, bring you in here, Vice the- President, uh, for your response. Are Senators Warren and Sanders being realistic about the difficulty of enacting their plans? Well, first of all, uh, the plan we're hearing discussed is the Biden plan, the one I put forward. (laughs) Build on Obamacare, add a public option. We can go into that. I can talk about that if you like. But here's the deal. On the single most important thing facing the American public, I think it's awfully important to be straightforward with them. The plan is going to cost at least 30 trillion dollars over 30, 10 years 30. that is more up. on a yearly basis than the entire federal budget and we talk about how we're going to pay for it the study recently came out showing that in fact it will reduce cost but for people making between 50 and 75 thousand dollars a year their taxes are going to go up about five thousand dollars because the fact is they'll pay more in new taxes 7.4 percent plus or 5% plus a 4% income tax. If you're making, if a fireman and a school teacher are making 100,000 bucks a year, their taxes are going to go up about 10 grand. That is more than we will possibly save on this health care plan. We have a plan put forward that will work. Senator uh, Sanders, do you want to respond? I'm a little bit tired, I must say. (laughs) Are people defending a system which is dysfunctional, which is cruel? 87 million uninsured, 30,000 people dying every single year, 500,000 people going bankrupt. For what reason? They came down with cancer. I will tell you what the issue is here. The issue is whether the Democratic (laughs) Party has the guts to stand up to the health care industry, which made $100 billion in profit, whether we have the guts to stand up to the corrupt, price-fixing pharmaceutical industry, which is charging us the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs. And if we don't have the guts to do that, if all we can do is take their money, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Thank you, Senator, Stand Senator, up. Senator Harris. <laughs> I have the burn. Like, I got, yeah. I caught the burn. Yeah, you caught I, the burn. Yeah, and yeah. I just want to say, because we're not, we don't have enough time to really, like, dissect each clip, that the, our overall feeling was obviously Elizabeth Warren. We really, really, really did... 
um, like Joe Biden and will point out where he really shines. I'm fully on the Bernie train now. Yeah. And I, especially after Marianne Williamson said that after <laughs> when she stopped by and said that the, the DNC has, uh, is, is corrupt and, yeah. and knowing that, you know, they just, they picked Hillary over Bernie and maybe Bernie couldn't have beat Trump, but you know, these debates, he really shined in this. He's so yeah. charming. Yeah. He smiles and makes jokes. And, yeah. and so we were, we were loving Elizabeth Warren. We're loving Joe Biden. We were loving Bernie and we're loving Andrew Yang mm-hmm. and Kamala. But for, for me, the three stars were Bernie, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. Yep. Agreed. Um, so we're happy that we're on the Bernie train. Now we're going to go. So now we're just going to do a quick clip from Andrew Yang. They talked about jobs, right, which will roll into income inequality. But here's Andrew Yang on jobs. Mr. Yang, your main solution to job loss from automation is a universal basic income. Why is giving people $1,000 a month better than Sanders' plan to get guaranteeing them a job? I am for the spirit of a federal jobs guarantee, but you have to look at how it would actually materialize in practice. <laughs> what are the jobs... Who manages you? What if you don't like your job? What if no you're not one good likes at your job? Any job. No the fact is, no one manages Americans us, and we hate this job. For the federal government, <laughs> and saying that that is the vision of the economy of the 21st century <laughs> to me is not a vision that most Americans would embrace. Also, Senator Sanders' description of a federal jobs guarantee does not take into account the work of people like my wife, who's at home with our two boys, one of whom is autistic. <laughs> We have a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month. It actually recognizes the work that is happening in our families and our communities. It helps all Americans transition. Because the fact is, and you know this in Ohio, if you rely upon the federal government to target its resources, you wind up with failed retraining programs and jobs that no one wants. When we put the money into our hands, we can build a trickle-up economy. From our people, our families, and our communities up, it will enable us to do the kind of work that we want to do. This is the sort of positive no vision and response to <laughs> the that we have to embrace as a party. I, I, I want that $1,000. I oh, I'm dying for it. Are you kidding me? I'm dying for it. It would help so, so much. And like I've said before, I did write to them and I did uh, submit or apply for that. Because they're giving away 10 freedom dividends, 10 yeah. whatever. I'll never get it. I'm single. I don't have kids. Yeah. They'll never give it to me. And I did say that. I was like, I know you don't want a single white lady <laughs> who doesn't have kids and only has pets. And but has I'm a dr- drug problem. Has, yeah. But I'm <laughs> drowning in debt and I need help. And that I would mean, be help. I have oh. seen people like with three teeth on the news that he gave that to. And I have been full crying standing <laughs> in my bedroom like this woman. And she's like, I'm like, what is she like a horse lady? She's in she's in a stable. Right. She's two teeth. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that is so, you know, everyone will become addicted to drugs and lazier and more entitled. And I'm fine with that. His ideas and the way that he talks about the economy and trickle up rather than trickle down, starting it from the bottom to go up rather than the top going down, putting it money into to to understand that people need want money. Right. In order to be able to make more money, just the way he just describes it. And money makes money. It. And that's a fact. They went from jobs to income inequality. And we included the most um, clips and coverage of, of this topic because we felt, one, that it was the most interesting of the night. And also, it's the most relevant to yeah. certainly our 14 listeners. Yep. And it's what separates the two parties, mm-hmm. their attitudes on income inequality and right. how to treat that. And it's right. also what separates like the level of like liberalism between the actual candidates on the stage. Right. Cause then you have like the more, you know, 
centrist like Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg who and Joe Biden right so then you and then you have socialistic socialistic and and let's stress socialistic yeah they are not socialists no um Elizabeth Warren I don't even know what that means I mean I don't explain it okay just keep going okay I just want everyone out there who doesn't know what that means really well I want them to know that 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 Elizabeth Warren (laughs) considers herself a capitalist she just says that she's a she uses a word it's like um you're a thoughtful capitalist yeah like or a something. generous capitalist and you don't a non-asshole capitalist it's i think to basically put it out like this it's like this republicans in general feel that their capitalism is if i make this money i deserve to have it i don't need to help anyone else i made it too bad for you we don't i don't want my taxes going to hand out yourself up by your bootstraps right even if your bootstraps were given to you by a rich parent and you have fendi boots <laughs> whatever democrats which is this is the, the what is going to keep people democrat whatever is you can make money but it isn't fair that people are homeless and right. don't have a shot we understand that um race and injustice and inequality is part of why a lot of people can't pick well, up their bootstraps with, or don't have boots people were born with advantages and people were born with disadvantages right and so you make your money you were probably born with advantages. And even though Tom Steyer wanted to stand on stage and act like he had one room and no employees. And I'm like, you're white and you're a man. So get the fuck out of my face. So we'll start now okay. with Elizabeth Warren versus Pete Buttigieg. And just so you if you case anyone out there is counting, this is now we're only on the third topic. And this is the second time Pete Buttigieg is coming for Elizabeth Warren. So he's now going to come for her again about income inequality. Not cute. Not cute. I'm sorry, but it's not cute. Senator Warren, your response. So I think this is about our values as a country. Show me your budget. Show me your tax plans. And we'll know what your values are. And right now in America, the top one-tenth of one percent have so much wealth Understand this, that if we put a two-cent tax on their 50 millionth and first dollar, and on every dollar after that, we would have enough money to provide universal child care for every baby in this country, age zero to five. Universal pre-K for every child. Raise the wages of every child care worker and preschool teacher in America. Provide for universal tuition-free college. Put $50 billion into historically black colleges and universities. Thank you, Senator Warren. Let me finish, please. Yeah, bitch. And cancel student (laughs) loan debt for 95% of the people who have it. My question is not why do Bernie and I support a wealth tax? It's why is it does everyone else on this stage think it is more important to protect billionaires than it is to invest in an entire generation of Americans? Thank you, Senator Warren. No one is supporting billionaires. Mayor Buttigieg, (laughs) your response. I'm all for a wealth tax. I'm all for just about everything that was just mentioned in these answers. Let me tell you, though, how this looks from the industrial Midwest where I live. Please don't. Oh, God. Washington politicians, congressmen and senators <laughs> saying all the right things, offering the most elegant policy And so are you, Dick. He's the king of and that. So are you. I didn't even realize it was unusual. 
to have empty factories that I would see out the oh, windows gosh. of my dad's Chevy Cavalier when he drove me to school. Stop. I didn't know that wasn't every city. Julie said until he's so I went rehearsed. Away to college. And I was now, like, that's, I drive my I'm, own Chevy. It's a Chevy she's Cruze. Right. Oh, now I drive my own Chevy. It's a Chevy Cruze like a normal, straight person does. Okay? I'm everyday people. Honey. I am not a guy who takes a dick in the ass. Okay? <laughs> I don't drive I around don't want in you to think about convertible that. gold no. Mercedes. No, I don't like want you thinking that. I don't suck <laughs> dicks until the morning come. No, no. Okay? My dad, we drove through a field, okay, like other regular men do. <laughs> we saw a industrial building warehouse. I couldn't believe it. And we're, here we are sitting in our Chevrolet. And then you know what I did? Got my own Chevrolet. Chevy Cruze. But they don't make those here anymore. You know why? Because of Elizabeth Warren. Because they're tragic. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Take your rehearsed, pandering, wanting everyone to fe- forget you're gay bullshit and get the fuck out. Yeah. I am done with him. He really irritated. And when Meow Meow said that he was rehearsed, I really like... I was like, you're right. And and not only that, it's just... Ugh, we don't even have time. But it's just <laughs> rhetoric. It was rhetoric. Oh, I'm all for a yeah. wealth tax and everything else mentioned. But know this. Yeah. It's like, what? what? <laughs> that people in Indiana don't like it? And you also... What is your plan, bitch? Right, exactly. You never even said that. And, and if he... Him and both, him and Amy Klobuchar <laughs> needed to take a hammer with the fucking... <laughs> I live in the Midwest, the industrial Midwest. We're from the Midwest. We don't... Don't fly over us. We're in the Midwest. <laughs> like, I don't care <laughs> we don't give a fuck okay sure poor, everyone lives somewhere i'm sure the poor people in the or in the middle class people in the midwest want a wealth tax guy yeah uh, listen i agree with everything she said but and you know I not got for myself. nothing you guys and this is why i really got over him and i'm just gonna say it now because it's he comes for people again and again and again they're three clips later right now he's gonna come for beto o'rourke pete Buttigieg went on cnn jake tepper asked him would you be in support of taking away the tax exemption from religious institutions that engage in discrimination, such as refusing to marry gay couples, even though that is a legal right in this country mm-hmm. for gay people, for same-sex people to get married. That's a legal right in this country. So now a, a church is going to say we refuse to do that, which is fine. Go ahead, girl. But you're going to pay your taxes then, bitch. And guess what Pete Buttigieg said? He said, no, I don't want to. This isn't something I want to get involved in. These They have a right to their beliefs. A gay man who wants to be president of this country isn't going to support just them paying taxes. Nobody's saying they can't be religious. Nobody's saying they can't be racist. Nobody's <laughs> saying they can't be discriminatory or homophobic. All we're saying is go ahead and do it and pay your taxes. And the gay man that's running isn't for it he's gonna let Beto O'Rourke stand up for gay people and he's not gonna do it no he is dead to me for that he is and I will not stop I will tell everyone who will listen that you don't get to be the president until you come around until you have the balls don't let Beto O'Rourke be the one who has the balls and not you right and believe me the men were clamoring over themselves to be like we fight for abortion too (laughs) We women shouldn't be the only ones. I mean, they are clamoring over themselves. And the fact that he can't do it. No, he's that's what I'm we're on uh, uh, next. So now we have Bernie Sanders. Income inequality is growing in the United States at an alarming rate. The top 1% now own more of this nation's wealth than the bottom 90% combined. Senator Sanders. When you introduced your wealth tax, which would tax the assets of the wealthiest Americans, you said, quoting you, Senator, billionaires should not exist. 
Is the goal <laughs> of your plan to tax billionaires out of existence? He's not scared at all. When you have a half a million Americans sleeping out on the street today, when you have 87 people, 87 million people uninsured <laughs> or underinsured, <laughs> when you got hundreds of thousands of kids mm. who cannot afford to go to college and millions struggling with the oppressive burden of student debt, and then you also have three people owning more wealth than the bottom half of American society. And probably people that who are just getting money from them. That is a moral and economic outrage. And the truth is, we cannot afford to continue this level of income and wealth inequality, and we cannot afford a billionaire class whose greed and corruption has been at war with the working families of this country for 45 years. So if you're asking me, do I think we should demand that the wealthy start paying the wealthiest, top one-tenth of one percent, start paying their fair share of taxes so we can create a nation and a government that works for all of us? Yes, that's exactly what I believe. I mean... He's idealistic and he's unrealistic, but his level of courage is... He is the person, he's like the beacon that's bringing kids in. This is what they all told us when we were hating on him, right. is that he's the person that is like attracting kids, millennials to the Democratic Party. And and it's was, it was just impressive for him to stand up there knowing that every word that he just uttered in that clip uh-huh. could get him not the nominee. Right. And it's um, it's almost like he's the most, he's not scared. He doesn't care. He'll say it. But Elizabeth Warren, what people need to understand is she she feels the same way, mm-hmm. but she is going to be more realistic and a little more pragmatic. Right. She's so, way more pragmatic. Right. And but the long term goal for her would will be to fulfill the gold standard. But she knows on the stage, they're the closest friends yeah. of anyone on the stage. Yeah. Her and Bernie Sanders. Yeah. So let's hear from Liz. Let's hear from Liz. From Liz? Let's hear from Senator Warren. Senator Warren, please respond. So understand, taxing income is not going to get you where you need to be the way taxing wealth does. I love that. that. The rich love are not it. like you and me. No, the really, they hide their really money. The really billionaires <laughs> are making their money off their accumulated wealth, and mm. it just keeps growing. We need a wealth tax in order to make investments in the next generation. Look, I understand that this is hard. But I think as Democrats, <laughs> not hard for me. Go ahead, we tax are them. going to succeed when we dream big and fight hard, not when we dream small and quit before we get started. Oh, I would like to respond to that. Senator Klobuchar. Oh, that's Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> um, I, I want to speak now. I'm here. I'm here. I worked on a bill, okay, with Bernie and some other people, okay? I'm also wearing purple, the same color as Elizabeth Warren. Not the same exact color, but it is similar so that you think that I might be her, even though we look different, but it's the same color. Okay? I am working hard here. All right? You guys, I went up to her at at Julie's starring town hall, and because, yes, 10 people were still in the audience and nobody went up to her. So I went up to Amy Klobuchar, and I said, you killed it at the last debate, and... Um, because I'll tell you, I didn't want to put any of, I mean, I wanted to put so many of her clips in and my man didn't want to put any, she's like, she's annoying and I don't care. And I was like, no, she has a lot of good, really good points here. And I go up and tell her she does good. And she goes, I know, I know. I, yeah, that was really my big moment. That's what she said. 
here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's <laughs> the he deal. Said. Let's let's make let me make this clear, as <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth yeah. Warren would say. Exactly. Because okay? I know we don't have time, but I need to make this point. Amy Klobuchar does make a lot of good points. She does, and she's done a lot of good things. And she's a she great has. senator. She's a great senator, and I hope she keeps being senator because she really, truly is great. However, the ego, she she has an inferiority complex so bad, it is eating her alive. And when if you watch this debate, she can't take that they get more attention. That She can't it and in this she's shaking with rage yeah shaking she is unstable <laughs> julie's like she's unstable she's the thought unstable. bubbles with elizabeth warren to her were like you're unstable you're in danger girl you're unstable yeah and stop wearing my color she's unstable and i just we i need that to be known i need that to be well known. they won't really hear from her too much yeah. um okay so now let's hear from kamala harris on income equality senator harris you want to give working families a tax credit of up to $6,000 a year to help close the income gap. Right. Is that a better solution yeah. than a wealth tax? <laughs> well, here's how I think about it. Okay. Um, when I was growing up, um, my mother raised my sister and I me. Really like we would often clip. come home from school before she came home from work. She'd mm-hmm, come home, mm-hmm. she'd cook dinner, and mm-hmm. um, at some point we'd go to bed, and she'd sit up at the kitchen table trying to figure out how to make it all work. And when I think about where we are right now in 2020, I do believe justice is on the ballot. It's on the ballot in terms of impeachment. It's on the ballot in terms of economic justice, justice health justice, bitch. and so many other issues. <laughs> that should be her So when tagline. I think about this issue, I'm thinking about that dad who tonight is going to be sitting at his kitchen table. With beer and an opioid. Gone to sleep <laughs> okay, Kamala, not tea. sitting there with his cup of tea no. or coffee trying to figure out how He has a painkiller and make, a corona. Yeah, yeah. Make it work. And he's probably sitting there deciding that on that minimum wage job that does not pay enough for him to meet the bills at the end of the month, he's going to have to start driving an Uber. And what does that mean? That means that with those two jobs, he's going to miss his kids' soccer games. That's the reality for Americans today, which is why, yes, when I, pass, when I get elected... And, and pass this bill, which will give the American family who makes less than $100,000 a year a tax credit of up to $6,000 a year that they can take home at up to $500 a month. That's going to make a real difference mm-hmm. in that man's life. Mm-hmm. And don't tell him almost like that's Andrew not Yang. a big Thank deal you, when Senator. he's trying to get through the end of the month. Mr. That's right. And that man is me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay? And I'm this, that man. And I just love that she said that, too. Yeah. She it, gets it. She gets it. And sh- and that is exactly what they all need to understand. And especially and most importantly, Pete Buttigieg, right. is that people are going and t- hopping in their car to drive Uber. Right. And you're concerned about not doing a wealth tax, sir. OK, so let's do Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang, your response. Would you oppose a wealth tax? Senator Warren is 100% right that we're in the midst of the most extreme winner-take-all economy in history. She goes, yeah. And a wealth tax makes a lot of sense in principle. The problem is that it's been tried in Germany, France, Denmark, Sweden, and all those countries ended up repealing it because it had massive implementation problems and did not generate the revenue that they'd projected. If we can't learn from the failed experiences of other countries, what can we learn from? We should not be looking to other countries' uh, mistakes. Instead, we should look at what Germany, France, Denmark, and Sweden still have, which is a value-added tax. If we give the American people a tiny slice of every Amazon sale, every Google search, every robot truck mile, every Facebook ad, we can generate hundreds of billions of dollars and then put it into our hands because we know best how to use it. He always kills it succinctly. I will say this. I think it's kind of ironic that you're going to talk about uh, there's an implementation problem with a wealth tax and not 
concerned about having an implementation <laughs> problem with We're your freedom a debit a bitch. A month, i mean come on guy that's not going to be easy to implement how are fucking homeless people going to get it right. and you know what it's going to be is now you're going to get parents who you think pe- parents put their kids in fucking basements now oh, that's they're going to be People are going to be getting kidnapped left and right. Yeah. Somebody's going to have 10 individuals sitting in their basement oh, I'm gonna have getting 10000 10, a month. I'm going to have d- I'm No, you dumpling. can only get it after 18. Uh, but we will be stealing identities for Dumpling, Nacho, <laughs> Pee Wee, and Mighty. Yes. And it'll be like, all of a sudden, it's Pee Wee, Jones, and shit. Dumpling. And like, we'll be getting... Yep. And that is... It is going to have an implementation problem. So just, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, already, That's Andrew. right. Like, now we have Beto O'Rourke versus Elizabeth Warren which was a little bit surprising and it did hurt my heart a tiny little bit just because I don't want to see his chances of being her VP disappearing. But again, she's Teflon. She doesn't take things personally. I think she respects him and likes him regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that they were all instructed. You got to come for the front runner. It's the only way you'll be on the news. It's the only way you'll be in the memes. It's the only way you'll be relevant if you don't, if you come for the front runner, because I'll tell you what they, every single one of them did, including Kamala Harris. So this is Beto O'Rourke's time to shine coming for Elizabeth Warren. Thank you. Congressman O'Rourke, do you think a wealth tax is the best way to address income inequality? Your response? I think it's part of the solution, but I think we need to be focused on lifting people up. And sometimes I think that, Senator Warren is is more focused on being punitive or, or pitting some part of the country against the other. And by the way, he's a billionaire. Um, his wife's a billionaire. His wife is. Yeah, making wife's sure family. this country comes together around those solutions. I think uh, that's why she a woman like, that I met in Las <laughs> okay. Vegas, Nevada, she's working four Tall, jobs, sir. raising her child with disabilities. And any American with disabilities knows just how hard it is to make it and get by in this country already. Um, some of those jobs working for some of these corporations, she wants to know how we are going to help her, how we're going to make sure that her child has the care that she needs, that we strengthen protections for those with disabilities, that she just has to work one job because it pays a living wage. And Senator Warren said, show me your budget, show me your tax plan, and you'll show me your values. She has yet to describe her tax plan and whether or not that person I met would see a tax increase. Under my administration, if you make less than $250,000 a year as a family, you will not see a tax increase. That family needs to know that. Let me say What about a living wage? I didn't hear him him mention that. I'm really shocked at the notion that anyone thinks I'm punitive. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't have a beef with billionaires. My problem is you made a fortune in America. You had a great idea. You got out there and worked for it. Good for you. But you built that fortune in America. I guarantee you built it in part using workers all of us help pay to educate. You built it in part getting your goods to market on roads, roads and, bridges, and bridges all of us help pay for. You built it at least in part protected by police and firefighters. All of us help pay the salaries for. And all I'm saying is you make it to the top, the top one-tenth of one percent, then pitch in two cents so every other kid in America has a chance to Senator, make it. thank you. That's Secretary Castro. Fuck off, Your Aaron response. Burnett. You're so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> lifting up those families <laughs> who are working and need help through an expanded earned income and, tax credit or child tax credit, which Go we ahead, will Senator. do in my administration. That is the point. This is universal child care for every baby yeah, in this country. not just Early people that are, don't have disabilities. For right. That includes child. her kid. Universal right. pre-K, no matter where you live, for every three-year-old and four-year-old. But in addition to that, will they see the a tax wages. increase? 
Who cares? Are you going to raise minimum wage? No. Every child care worker and preschool teacher in this country. This is about universal college, about investment in our HBCUs, about making sure that we get rid of the student loan debt burden. And it's unfortunate that she wouldn't answer that and just be honest. And it's unfortunate that they can all glom onto it. We know now that he's loaded. Yep. His wife, his wife is super loaded. Her family's loaded. And he's going to have a dicey time. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to tiptoe around the landmines of his wealth. 100%. And he's is. clearly already begun. And at least she's not, you know, she they didn't call him out. No, she didn't. She didn't call any of them out. She was being a classy presidential, yeah. you know, lady. I mean, she's, I mean, honestly, it's like but Donald, Donald it Trump would have said, I'm sure you don't want a wealth tax because your wife is a billionaire. Right. Right. And seen like you're it, that's literally right. out of the race. That's now. right. You're out of the race now. Yep. Um, OK, so that was for income inequality. We're not um, completely off Beto O'Rourke. No, um, no. And he ha- needed to have his moment. And, um, you know, and we, and and though he does his wife, his family's rich, he's one of the most empathetic. Yeah. I mean, I think that he is being groomed as a vice president. I don't think he's ready nor does he have the I don't think he's got the fire and the yeah the um I agree that spirit that ego that all of it to be the president yeah. I think but what he does have is to be vice president and to be like uh like yeah. a, like a good one a beloved one right um okay so now they asked everyone about Putin if they would all agree to like um working with the allies to freeze Putin's assets because. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have the Magnitsky Act. If you haven't heard us interview Bill Browder and the Icon episode, um, he got the Magnitsky Act. It's already in London. It's in several other countries, but um, it's not everywhere. And so it's like working with our allies to freeze Putin's assets. So um, obviously, everyone's for that. But we just thought this um, it was Mammy. I wanted to add Amy Klobuchar (laughs) in somewhere just. And I also thought this is interesting. Andrew Yang. He's a straight shooter, you know. I think he's a lot like Joe Biden in that way. He really is a straight shooter. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Yang, your response to Putin in Russia. Of course. Uh, We have to look at the chain of events. How did we get here? The fact is we're falling apart at home, so we voted in Donald Trump, and he's now led us down this dangerous path with, with erratic and unreliable foreign policy. We have to let Russia know, look, we get it. We've tampered with other elections. You've tampered with our elections, and now it has to stop. And if it does not stop, we will take this as an act of hostility against the American people. I believe most Americans would support me on this. But Russian hacking of our democracy is an illustration of the 21st century threats. Artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, climate change, loose nuclear material, military drones, and non-state actors. These are the threats that are going to require our administration to catch up in terms of technology. We all know we are decades behind the curve on technology. We saw when Mark Zuckerberg testified at Congress the nature of the questioning as commander shade. in chief i will help pull up shade throwing the shade i want to respond to mr yang i don't see a moral equivalency between our country and russia uh, vladimir putin is someone who has shot down planes over ukraine who has poisoned his opponents and we have not talked about what we need to do to protect ourselves sure our from russia invading our election this wasn't meddling 
That's what I do when I call my daughter on a Saturday night and ask her what she's doing. Sorry. This was much more serious than that. This was actually invading our election. So to protect ourselves in 2020, what we need, one, backup paper ballots in every single state. That is the bill that I need, and we need to stop Mitch McConnell from stopping that from happening. And then we need to stop the social media companies from running paid political ads, including ones last time in rubles, without having to you're not say stopping them where those ads came from and who paid for them. That's the Honest Ads Act. That's a bipartisan bill that I lead. And we <laughs> can't wait <laughs> to be the president to get that done. We need to get it done now. Thank, Thank you, Senator. Constantly, I need to remind you that I'm here and I'm on that bill and I'm doing that bill, okay? I think it was not completely authentic on her part to say that stuff about Putin and, you know, you can't com- compare them and blah, blah, blah. It's like, we do full regime changes. Yeah, we bug We on. do full... We bug We on. go into countries and kill their leader and put in one that we want. So, I, you know, all Andrew Yang is saying... Yeah, she decides it's not a moral equivalency. Yeah, because these are your morals, but it's not our right. business. And, okay, you want to aggrandize, like, we're protecting people, but it's just like... All he said is that we meddle and all, we do. All he exactly, and the point being made, and I felt that for him to say that in public, and so that Russia could hear, so that they knew it was like, listen, listen, guy, we did it, you did it, let's just stop it. Right. That's and all. Also, and, also, and he's right. And also tell the kids who who pay attention to him, and the kids right. are the people who are right. paying attention to him. They t- he tells them that message. They go. What does he mean? And their parents go, well, we do full (laughs) regime change and meddle in other people's shit. That's what he means. And then they learn he's a straight shooter. And also, by the way, he listed that whole list about non-state actors, loose nuclear material, uh, drones. Right. These are the threat to our country, to our democracy and to our safety in America has now gotten so advanced. We're fighting a war in 90s technology, worrying about Syria and whatever and whatever. When what's happening here is they are putting fucking sleeper cells <laughs> and fucking people who are growing up, getting activated and shooting up a movie theater. Like, get involved. We know they don't know technology because of how they questioned Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, right. And that's exactly what he right. said. And he's right. Like, sorry, but he's basically like, we need an Asian. And quite frankly, we do. <laughs> I mean, yes, the nuanced picking of trying to create a fight where there is none. Amy Klobuchar is the king. Yeah, of. she's going for like a round of applause. I mean, they're all doing and it. We're not about a round of applause right now. I want information right. and I want to know and I want to know that somebody knows what's up. Okay, so now we do gun control. This is Pete Buttigieg and he's now going to come for Beto work because Beto work is the gold standard on gun control. Yes. And so everybody's got to, like, you know, take him down. Take him down, yeah. Mr. Uh, Mayor Buttigieg, just yesterday you referred to mandatory buybacks as confiscation and said that Congressman O'Rourke has been picking I'm sure a fight Pete Buttigieg is against buybacks. On guns. Of well, course Congress, he is. Congressman, you just made it clear that you don't know how this is actually going to take weapons off the streets. If you can develop the plan further, I think we can have a debate about it. But we can't wait. People are dying in the streets right now. We can't wait for universal they background are? checks that we finally have <laughs> I don't shot think he knows that coming from we El Paso where there was just the a fucking new huge serial killing magazine. Dude. So we don't wind up with <laughs> oh, millions so more of these things right on now. the street. 
We can't wait for red flag laws that are going to disarm domestic well, abusers what are we supposed and to prevent do? We suicides, have to which are not being talked about nearly enough as a huge part I mean, honestly, of the gun violence epidemic. We can't wait, but what are we supposed country? to do then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We cannot wait for purity tests. Is we have Beto to just work get asking everyone done. to wait? No. Uh, this Mr. is not a purity Rock test. This is, this is a country that loses 40,000 of our fellow Americans every year to gun violence. This is a crisis, and we've got to do something about it. And those challenges that you described are not mutually exclusive to the challenges that I'm describing. I want to make sure exactly. we have universal background checks and red flag yeah, laws like and that we end sick. the sale of these Damn. weapons of war. But to use the analogy of health care, it would be as though we said, look, we're, we're for primary care, but let's not talk about mental health care because that's a, a bridge too far. P- people need that primary care now, so let's save that for another day. No, let's decide what we are going to believe in, what we are going to yeah. achieve, and then let's bring this country together in order to do that. Listening to my fellow Americans, to those moms who demand action to those students who march he for loves, our like, lives old who in style fact talking came like up with this everyone in the land bold yeah. Yeah. Plan yeah. Yeah. Like mandatory that. buybacks let's follow their inspiration uh, and lead and not be limited by the polls and the consultants and the focus groups let's Mayor do what's Buttigieg, right we have time to do what's right Mayor Buttigieg the problem is in the polls the problem is the policy and I don't need lessons from you on courage mm. political or personal I wish you said everyone listen up little guy determined to get come on little guy Everyone on this stage recognizes, or at least I thought Actually, we did. Actually, you do need some the lessons problem. and courage, you apparently. There's not other you Democrats do. who exactly don't what agree you with your particular idea of how to handle this. The problem is the National Rifle Association and their enablers in Congress, and we should be united sure in taking the fight for them. That's, that's, okay. that's a mischaracterization, Anderson. I've got to answer this. Never took you or anyone else on who disagrees with me on this issue. But when you, Mayor Buttigieg, described this policy as a shiny object... Uh, I don't care what that meant to me or my candidacy, but to those who have survived yeah. gun violence, those who've lost a loved one to an AR-15, he an doesn't AK-47, want to march for our their lives, guns formed in the courage of students willing to stand up to the back. NRA and conventional politics and poll-tested politicians. That was a slap in the face Pandering to every to single one of those groups and every single survivor state. of a mass casualty assault with an AR-15 and an AK-47. We must buy them back. What we owe th- to those survivors is to actually deliver a solution. I'm glad you offered up All that right. analogy to healthcare because this is really important. We are at the cusp of building Anderson's a new like, American oh majority to actually do things that congressmen and senators he keeps have been saying actually about do with things. almost no impact. What are you actually going to do, actually? No, we, this is really important, okay? On, on what? guns, we are this close to an assault weapons ban. That would be huge. And we're going to get wrapped around the axle in a debate over whether it's Hell yes, we're going to take your guns. We have an opportunity you, to Mary. deliver really? to everybody. Mm-hmm. So what and he doesn't want to do, it doesn't count. Anderson just cut him off too. What he doesn't want to do is buy back the guns that are out there. He just wants to do an assault weapons ban. But right. it's like, I, I, I just feel like even acting mad about buying them back is rude and insulting yeah. to anyone who has right. been a victim of gun violence or who's scared it's going to happen to them. And it could happen to any of us at any time. And saying that you can't, we, that's not going to happen. We can't wait and all this shit. And he's calling it co- confiscating. It's like he's, that is a Republican talking point. Yeah, he should be ashamed well, of he himself. He has a lot of them, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Anderson Cooper is just a lot less obtrusive than Aaron Burnett. Oh, she, he, he always says, thank you. He goes, Thank you. I don't know. There's just something about the way she interrupts that is begging me. Okay, yeah. so, and, and everyone's like, the way you interrupt bugs. And you know what? You guys are all right. <laughs> so now we're going to do opioid epidemic because it matters to us. And now we realize that, listen, we got, we got low-key slut Ashley Ryder. We got fucking another low-key slut Julie Lang. Uh-huh. We got... 
half the 14 listeners living in goddamn Ohio. Oh, Ohio, right. Are you guys all on opioids and keeping us out of the loop, honey? Get some painkillers in the mail, girls. Get it. Because when we watch this shit, it's like all of a sudden I was like, is Ashley Ryder? Am I going to take some painkillers every day? I hope she is. We have a lot. We do have a lot of the 14 listeners are in Ohio mm-hmm. and a lot of the very special ones to us. Right. And um, apparently you guys got a fucked up state. <laughs> Yang, you want to decriminalize the possession and use of small amounts of opioids, including heroin. How would that solve the crisis? That's exactly right. And we have to recognize this is a disease of capitalism run amok. Yeah. There was a point when there were more opiate prescriptions in the state of Ohio <laughs> than human beings in the state of Ohio. Did you guys hear that? And for some reason, the federal government thought that was appropriate. They ended up levying a $600 million fine against Purdue Pharma, which sounds like a lot of money, until you realize that company made $30 billion. They got a 2% fine, and they killed tens of thousands of Americans Mm -hmm. eight an hour. So if the government turned a blind eye to this company spreading a plague among its people, then the least we can do is put the resources to work in our community so our people have a fighting chance to get well. Even though this is not a money problem, we all know this is a human problem. And part of helping people get the treatment that they need is to let them know that they're not going to be referred to a prison cell. They will be referred to treatment and counseling. I talked to an EMT in New Hampshire, and he said he saves the same addicts over and over again. Because the fact is, after you save someone who's ODing, you just bring them back to their house and they OD again the following week. So we need to decriminalize opiates for personal use. We have to let the country know this is not a personal failing. This was a systemic government failing. And then we need to open up safe consumption and safe injection sites around the country because they save lives. Thank you, Mr. Yang. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about any of that. Extreme, I, but I okay. do need you guys to get get the scripts in the mail. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> if there's more prescriptions in Ohio than human beings, that's insane. It's time for us um, to get he one. He said so much fucked up shit there, but yeah. I do yeah. really appreciate and do agree with the fact that people are not criminals if they're addicts right doing drugs buying drugs even selling drugs is should not be a criminal act and there are other ways in w- other ways to you know be punitive let's well, say and to, to helpful yeah, help like help. then not we sh- can't be putting these people us us because it could be any of us well i mean it is us <laughs> well exactly okay, so we won't be using safe injection sites but if he well, wants no. to do implement any other kind of drug taking site we'd go to it okay so bernie <laughs> sanders now weighs in now to the issue of candidates and their health senator sanders well, i want to start with you i want to well, start we're, we're moving on senator i'm, I'm healthy. sorry i'm feeling great but i would like to well, respond to that we did it aaron yes aaron saying, let him do his joke aaron He's smiling. Yeah, Senator so Sanders cute when he is smiles. in favor of medical marijuana. I want to make sure that's clear as well. Thank you. Senator Sanders, this debate does tonight. mark your Cory Booker putting his, oh, putting his weed use on blast. This debate, sir, does mark your return to the campaign trail. Okay, go ahead and finish your point, and then I'll ask my question, Senator. I, I'm more than happy to answer your question, but I wanted to pick up on what Kamala and Cory and others have said. Let's take a deep breath. Take a look at this yeah, opioid right? epidemic. You have executives, CEOs like. of major pharmaceutical companies making tens of millions of dollars a year. And in this particular yeah. case with the this opioids, the they knew the, like, that they were selling a product to communities all over this country which were addicting people and killing them. And last year, the top 10 drug companies made $69 billion in profit. 
This is what unfettered capitalism is doing to this country. That's right. And it's not just the drug companies. And we don't get any of right it. now. Yeah. The CEOs the in the fossil fuel industry know full well that their product is destroying this world, and they continue to make huge right. profits. Senator. That is why we need a political revolution. That <laughs> says Senator. Enough is enough to this behavior. Behavior. I mean, you can't deny. There's nothing to to disagree with. We've even told you guys (laughs) before that I think it was Purdue Pharma is the one that they created. I mean, they were the biggest sellers of Oxycontin. And then they created the the pill that gets you off Oxycontin. Right. They get everyone addicted. And then they and then they sell them the thing to get them cured. And it's absolutely like horrific. Yeah. Okay, so now they move to the topic of age. They had already sort of moved to that with Bernie Sanders when they want. And he wanted to say, I'm fine. Thank you. Right. Thanks for being concerned. Right. Um, so they talk about age and we only included Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren because, I mean, they're besides Bernie, they're the oldest up here, mm-hmm. there and we already know what's going on with him. I want to say about this Joe Biden clip. I believe this is his strongest sell since he announced he was running. You know, he always kind of makes you nervous when he starts talking because it's like, oh, God, it's like, you know, like Pam's talk. It's like you're right. like, let your me mo- tell you something. Yeah. OK, here's the point. In 1968. <laughs> right. Or something. Yeah. I Wade. Overturn. No, wait, hold on. Right. But I was there. I was <laughs> walking down the street with my father. He saw a son of another neighbor. <laughs> they then brought us in to go see this play. Something. I think it was a play. It might have been. Some, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I have been married. For <laughs> and he's like, try it. Try it. Try it sometime. Go try to it. a restaurant. And I'm oh. like, where's he going? Where's he going with the I don't ask the maitre D. Ask him. Do you think it's possible for this couple to get married on Sunday and then they'll get Sunday. fired on Monday from their job? And they go, no, I don't know what you're talking about. See, you know why? Because they don't know. American people, they're good people. They just don't know. That's they're all I'm ignorant. saying. They're Jill? ignorant, homophobic, dumb fucks. <laughs> but they're good people. And listen, Hunter, he looks like me. He sounds like me. Maybe he did some coke, whatever. <laughs> Maybe I did some too. I don't know. I'm just saying, look at Jill. She, I don't deserve her. <laughs> That's She's right. so nice and pretty. I have we have this one daughter that I had with her. I have two sons from the other wife. Whatever. What are we supposed to do? I'm just trying here, okay? Well, I'm just trying. This clip, I'm tan. I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah. Medium chest. <laughs> right, shirt off, tan chest, medium nips. So, this clip though, you guys, it made me feel I know no one's even still listening, but it made me feel that if he's the nominee, I'm cool. Vice President Biden. If you're elected, you will turn 80 during your first term. Mm. Last month, former President Jimmy Carter said he could not have undertaken the duties of the presidency at 80 years old. Why are you so sure that you can? Because I've watched it. I know what the job is. I've been engaged. Look, one of the reasons I'm running is because of my age and my experience. With it comes wisdom. We need someone to take office this time around who on day one can stand on the world stage, command the respect of world leaders from Putin to our allies, and know exactly what has to be done That's to true. get this country back on track. It is required now more than any time in any of our lifetimes to have someone who has that capacity on day one. That's one of the reasons why I decided to run, why I decided to run this time, because of I know what has to be done, I've done it before. I've been there when we pulled the nation out of the worst 
financial recession in history. I've been there, and I've got so many pieces of Here's legislation passed, including the Affordable Care oh, Act, God. as well as making sure that we had the Recovery Act, which kept going us from going that? into depression. I know what has to be done. I will not need any on-the-job training the <laughs> I day need a walker. I take office. And I will release my medical records, as I have 21 I years of my tax records, which no one else on this stage has done, so that you can have full transparency as to my health and what I am doing. Just to be clear, Mr. Vice President, when will you release those records? Before the first vote. Before Iowa? Yes. Not by the end of this year? Well, before Iowa. Well, I mean, whatever, look, I've you stupid fucking bitch. I mean, I've released 55 pages. <laughs> exactly, that's what I he said. I've released anything up here. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yes. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I'm going to release right? it. And yes. has anyone else? Now, he's not 100% the entire, and you guys know this, but the entire world, we are embarrassing. Yeah. We are a joke. We are being laughed at. We are being ridiculed. We are known as a corrupt, right. wackadoo right. fucking. We're now that corrupt government yeah. and, regime. And Trump is a joke. And he's. 100% right that now more than ever the very on January 20th 2021 um somebody has to stand up there who they're like oh look, we can't fucks with them like right. they oh, know no, what's they're up. back oh yeah. boy not like oh cool like who's this joker i mean <laughs> right, you know right. and so for me if he does get the nominee that will help me sleep at night yeah. because right now and we have a ton of problems here but, like, internationally, I mean, like, it is a mess. Right. It's a mess. Agreed. He's, he's made it a mess, and it needs to be cleaned up. And even though, obviously, Joe Biden is a bit of, like, a Republican panderer, and he's right. way too centrist, and he will do nothing here, and he'll just let go probably have lunch <laughs> with Mitch McConnell, he also will get the allies back and handle the business. Right. He is, like, the, you know, like a Democratic scrub daddy. Exactly. With the tan chest, medium nips. Okay, here's Elizabeth Warren. Let's hear what she has to say about age. Senator Warren, like Senator Sanders and Vice President Biden, if you win the presidency, you would be the oldest president ever inaugurated in a first term. You would be 71. Forty percent of Democratic primary voters say they think a candidate under the age of 70 is more likely to defeat President Trump. What do you say to them? Well, I say I will outwork, outorganize and outlast Anyone, uh, and that includes Donald Trump, Mike Pence, or whoever the Republicans get stuck with. Look, That's Joe Biden laughing, you guys. That's Joe Biden next to her laughing. This, um, the way we're going to win is by addressing head-on what millions of Americans know in their bones. And that is that the wealthy and the well-connected have captured our democracy. And they're making it work for themselves and leaving everyone else behind. And political pundits and Washington insiders and, shoot, people in our own party don't want to admit that. They think that running some kind of vague campaign that nibbles around the edges of big problems in this country is a winning strategy. They are wrong. If all Democrats can promise is after Donald Trump, it will be business as usual, then we That's will lose. To Joe Biden. Right. Democrats win when we call out what's broken and we show how to fix it. Democrats will win when we fight for the things that touch people's lives. Things like child care and health care and housing Money. costs. Yeah. Money. Democrats will win when we give people a reason you, to Senator get Warren. in the fight. Con so happy okay. she didn't get to just finish her sentence there. I know, I know, but just like I will outwork, outlast, mm -hmm. out 
organize, organize Donald Trump or Mike Pence or whoever the Republicans oh, get stuck with. How great is that? So great. So now they move on to big tech because as we know, like like a wealth tax, Elizabeth Warren's huge thing is, is taxing the big tech companies. Right. And I don't know. I mean, and Andrew, so our first clip is with Andrew Yang and Elizabeth Warren. Now, Andrew Yang isn't necessarily on board with her plan, yet he wants to take money from every Amazon sale, every Google search right. and give it back to us. Right. So he kind of is for it, but just in a different way. They they and he says it in the clip, which I love. He's like, as usual, she's she's great right. at diagnosing. Right. The, she's spot on when she diagnoses the problem. They both just have a different um, strategy for right. solving it. Um, but I but I I love them together. I mean, I literally love her with everyone. I love her with Bernie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love her with yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah. She doesn't even like yeah. Joe Biden. And I still love her with Joe Biden because yeah. Joe Biden like likes her. Yeah. OK, so here's this clip. Let's turn to the growing concerns over the power of big tech companies. Mr. Yang, Senator Warren is calling for companies like Facebook, Amazon and Google to be broken up. Is she right? Does that need to happen? As usual, Senator Warren is 100% right in diagnosing the problem. There are absolutely excesses in technology, and in some cases, having them divest parts of their business is the right move. But we also have to be realistic that competition doesn't solve all of the problems. It's not like any of us wants to use the fourth best navigation app. There's a reason why no one is using Bing today. Bing. Sorry, <laughs> Microsoft, it's true. So it's shade, not like breaking shade, up shade. these big tech companies will revive Main Street businesses around the country. And as the parent of two young children, I'm particularly concerned about screen use and its effect on our children. Studies clearly show that we're seeing record levels of anxiety and depression coincident with smartphone adoption and social media use. Breaking up the tech companies does nothing to make our kids healthier. What we have to do is we have to home in on the specific problems we're trying to solve and use 21st century solutions for 21st century problems. Using a 20th century antitrust framework will not work. They, we we have need new to solutions get... and a new toolkit. There, Thank there, you. Senator there, Warren is Mr. Uh, there Yang There has to always wrong, be an uh, antitrust law but in place. I'm not willing to or give up we'll be run and by Amazon. a handful of monopolists dominate our economy and our democracy. Right. It's time to fight back. Think about it this way. When you talk about how it works in competition, uh, about 8%, 9% of all retail sales happen in bricks and sticks stores, happen at Walmart. About 49% of all sales online happen in one place. That's Amazon. It collects information from every little business. And then Amazon does something else. It runs the platform, gets all the information, mm. and then goes into competition with those little businesses. Look, you get to be the umpire in the baseball game or you get to have a team, but you don't get to do both at the same time. We need to enforce or our antitrust laws, wins, right? break up these giant companies that are dominating big tech, big pharma, you, big Ward. oil, all of them. Mr. You can't, Steyer, you can't say that, that antitrust like frameworks are 20th century. I mean, it just... Otherwise, we will be praying to the God of Amazon. Yeah. We will be talking to the president. Our president of the United States will be President Amazon. Right. It's just, and it's already happening. Yep. Oh, sorry, Andrew Yang. Okay, so now we have Beto <laughs> O'Rourke addressing big tech. And again, let's all remember, he's married to someone rich. Yes. You say you're not sure if it's appropriate for a president to designate which companies should be broken up. So what's the proper level of oversight here? Yeah, we, we need to set very tough 
very clear, transparent rules of the road, the kind of rules that we do not have today that allow these social media platforms where we, the people, have become the product to abuse that public trust and to do so at extraordinary profits. Right now, we treat them functionally as a utility, when in reality, they're more akin to a publisher. They, they curate the content that we see, uh, our pictures and personal information that they share with others. We would allow no publisher to do what Facebook is doing, to, to publish that ad that Senator Warren has rightfully called out, that CNN has refused to air because it is untrue and tells lies about the vice president. Treat them like the publisher that they are. That's what I will do as president. And we will be unafraid to break up big businesses if we have to do that. But I don't think it is the role of a president or a candidate for the presidency to specifically call out which companies will be broken up. That's something that Donald Trump has done, uh, in part because he sees enemies in the press and wants to diminish their power. It's not something that we should do. So tough rules of the road, protect your personal information, privacy, and data, and be fearless in the face of these tech giants. Now we have Bernie Sanders. Uh, When we talk about a rigged economy, It's not just the grotesque level of income and wealth inequality. It is also the fact that in sector after sector, whether it is Wall Street, where you have six banks that have assets equivalent to half of the GDP of the United States, whether it is media, where you have 10 media companies that control about 90 percent of what the American people see, hear or read. Shade. Whether it is agribusness, where we see merger yep. after merger, which is yeah. resulting in the decline of family-based farming in this country. We need a president who has the guts Monsanto. to appoint an attorney general mm-hmm. who will take on these huge monopolies, protect small business, and protect consumers by ending the That's price right. fixing, Thank which you, we see That's every day. That's right. That's exactly right. That's 1,000 million percent right. Okay, here's Kamala Harris. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg says that splitting up big tech companies will make election interference more likely. Fuck off, Mark Zuckerberg, and literally go die. Go die. Fight it. Could Ugh. breaking up these companies make the spread of disinformation and, and worse? Is like, no, I don't agree with that at all. And I, serving on the Senate Intelligence Committee, working with Amy Klobuchar on what we need to do to upgrade the elections infrastructure, knowing that Russia needs to be held accountable for the fact that they interfered in the election of the president of the United States and it, it will attempt to do it again. Um, that's, that's a ridiculous argument he's making. But I, I do <laughs> want to also say this. What we're talking about is a grave injustice when rules apply to some but not equally to all, and in particular when the rules that apply to the powerless don't apply to the powerful. And so, Senator Warren, I just want to say that I was surprised to hear that you did not agree with me that on this subject (laughs) of what should be the rules around corporate responsibility for these big tech companies, when I called on Twitter to suspend Donald Trump's uh, account, that you did not agree, and I I would urge you to join me, because here we have Donald Trump who has 65 million Twitter followers. I feel like I want another hot dog. And is using that platform as the president of the United States to openly intimidate witnesses, to threaten witnesses, to obstruct justice. And he and his account should be taken down. We saw in El Paso that that shooter in his manifesto was informed by how Donald Trump uses that platform. And this is a matter of corporate responsibility. Twitter should be held accountable and shut down that site. It is a matter of safety and corporate accountability. Thank you. Senator Warren, you can respond. So, look, 
I don't just want to push Donald so, Trump look, off Twitter. I want to push him out of the White House. That's our job. So join but me the if way, you will. join me the, in saying that Twitter you will. should be shut down. <laughs> Let's figure out no why it Ooh, is man. that we have had laws on the books <laughs> for antitrust for over a century and yet for decades now. We've all called on how the big drug companies are calling the shots in Washington, big ag, how uh, the gun industry, big tech. You know, we really need to address the elephant in the room, and that is how campaigns are financed. You can't yeah. say you're responsibility if morning, it doesn't apply to everyone. I announced this morning that I'm not going to take any money from big tech yep. executives, from Wall Street executives, we've already agreed. But she Bernie doesn't and I, come specifically for them. She doesn't. You can't go behind closed doors and take the money of these executives and then turn around and expect that these are the people who are actually finally going to enforce the laws. We need campaign finance rules you, and Senator practices Warren, Senator Harris. that support you us all. I mean, yeah, she's, she doesn't say it, but she's yeah. like, Kamala, you're taking money from these people. You can't tell me to shut down the Twitter. I mean, you're, you can't be yeah. And I think Elizabeth Warren, what we thought was that Elizabeth Warren wants Donald Trump to stay on Twitter acting like an asshat. Yep. That's what's that just fuels everything. Yep. It, it's it's it, it. She doesn't want him to. She doesn't want to put out the social media fires that he starts every hour. Yep. She likes that. She yep. understands how important that is to the Democratic Party, right. I guess. But Kamala Harris is going at it a different way, and that was her. And I wasn't mad at that either. It's like, I would love to get him kicked off Twitter. He's just right. fucking annoying, and I hate social media anyway. Yeah. But now we are we are running out of time. Uh-huh. But I wanted to include Cory Booker talking about abortion. Okay. Because um, it's Cory Booker shines on on um, human rights yeah. issues yep. more than anything else. Yeah, and then the new administration, when he's heading the division of civil and human rights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's basically. what he should. The, yeah. the office he wants to start, if he's president, about you know any human rights violations right. and any of that stuff, he needs to have that in yeah. whatever because it, it, he really is. He's great. I like Cory Booker a lot. Yeah. Senator Booker, if states prevail on restricting abortion. How would you stop them? Please respond. Well, first of all, let's be clear about this law, these laws we see from Alabama to Ohio. They're not just attacks on one of the most sacrosanct ideals in our country, liberty, the ability to control your own body. But they're particularly another example of people trying to punish, trying to penalize, trying to criminalize poverty. Because this is disproportionately affecting low-income women in this country, people in rural areas in this country. It is an assault on the most fundamental ideal that human beings should control their own body. And so the way, as President of the United States, I'm going to deal with this is, first of all, elevating it like we have with other national crises to a White House-level position. And I will create the Office of Reproductive Freedom uh, and Reproductive Rights in in the White House and make sure that we begin to fight back on a systematic attempt that's gone on for decades to undermine Roe v. Wade. I will fight to codify it, and I will also make sure that we fight as this country to repeal the Hyde Amendment so that we are leading the planet Earth in defending the global assault we see on women right now. I mean, that's kind of the the period at the end of the sentence of the whole night, really. I mean, everybody on stage, obviously, is um, pro-choice. Yeah. But it's like... He, I appreciate, number one, he's 100% right. And he, then it comes to Elizabeth Warren and she says, yeah, I understand this. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in a country when, where abortion right. was illegal and rich women still got them. Right. But he, he really is. I mean, it's, 
it really does disproportionately affect uh, people in poverty, people of color. And, um, but I like that he said he was going to elevate it because it's honestly fucking shocking that gay people can get married in every state. Mm -hmm. And now abortion is still on the table. Like it's archaic. It is archaic. It's like talking about women's right to vote. Yeah. Like, are we going to get our voting rights taken away? Right. It's so I appreciated that from him. Now, Kind of on the same subject, they sort of went on to, to stacking the Supreme Court, as the Republicans have clearly done. So none of them are going to stack the Supreme Court. They want everyone to know that because we don't do anything strategic <laughs> or cool. So, but um, Pete Buttigieg talks about, now he didn't fucking reinvent the wheel here. Every candidate up there, and, and most importantly is Elizabeth Warren, understands that and is, they all know that there's a thing on the table about, um, like, changing the how the Supreme Court works. Right. Um, but but Pete Buttigieg sort of sums it up, and I just wanted you guys to know, we wanted you guys to know that it's um, something that they're talking about. But it's not just him. They're all, they are, they're all talking about it. Mayor Buttigieg, you have discussed expanding the court from nine to 15 justices. What's your response to the vice president? That's right. When I proposed reforming the Supreme Court, some folks said that was too bold to even contemplate. Now, I'm not talking about packing the court just with people who agree with me. Although I certainly will appoint people who share my values, for example, the idea that women's reproductive freedom is an American right. What I'm talking about is reforms that will depoliticize the court. We can't go on like this where every single time there is a vacancy, we have this apocalyptic ideological firefight over what to do next. Now, one way to fix this would be to have a 15-member court where five of the members can only be appointed by unanimous agreement of the other 10. Smarter legal minds than mine are discussing this in the Yale Law Journal and how this could be done without a constitutional amendment. But the point is that not everybody arrives on a partisan basis. There are other reforms that we could consider, from term limits, don't forget justices used to just retire like everybody else, to a rotation off the appellate bench. Thank you. I'm not wedded to a particular solution, but I am committed to establishing a commission on day one that will propose reforms to depoliticize the Supreme Court because we can't Thank you very much, Mayor... Wait, wait, you don't have it planned out well what's the matter why don't you have it planned out now max r mm. you're our you're our um ivy league legal mind uh-huh. let us know what what what's being talked about because mm, he knows all the shit max so i think it's interesting like have the other justices yeah. to vote to you know that it's purely on legal and or what your resume is about and on the law and blah 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 there's like several but, options on the table for it but it clearly needs to be reformed right. clearly because it's beyond yeah um, and until then, we should pack it <laughs> and all of the appellate courts and everything else while while we can. Yep. Let's just do it. You got to play the game while you're in the game. Yep. Don't start playing by the new wait for the new right. rules. Like right. we got to get some shit fucking done. And that's the last subject is how you motherfuckers going to get anything done. OK, <laughs> so the first little debate that goes on that we pl- are going to play is Joe Biden versus Bernie Sanders about getting shit done. So some of you have indicated the differences between all of you on this stage are tiny to the, compared to the differences between you and President Trump. There are, however, fundamental differences between many of you on this stage. Vice President Biden, just on either side of you, Senator Warden is calling for big structural change. Senator Sanders is calling for a political revolution. Will their visions attract the kind of voters that the Democrats need to beat Donald Trump? Well, I think their vision is attracting a lot of people. And I think a lot of what they have to say is really important. But, That's uh, nice. you know, yeah. uh, 
That is nice. Senator Warren said we can't be running any vague campaigns. We've got to level with people. We've got to level with people and tell them exactly what we're going to do, how we're going to get it done, mm-hmm. and if you can get it done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something that is probably going to offend some people here, but Ooh. I'm the only one in the stage that's gotten anything really big done <laughs> from the Violence Against Women Act Ooh. to making sure that we passed the Affordable Care Act uh-huh. to be in a position where we, in fact, took a, almost a $90 billion act that, w- that kept us oh, from going in a depression, <laughs> making us in a, put us <laughs> in a position where I was able to end, Rovi, uh, excuse me, able to end Oops, I was the have issue of gun sales uh, yeah, 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 yeah. in terms Jesus. of assault weapons. And so the question is, who is best? prepared. We all have good ideas. I mean, he the has question been is, in politics how, who's going to be able to he, get it done? He knows oh my God. How yeah. can yeah. you get yeah. it done? Yeah. And I'm not suggesting they can't, but I'm suggesting that that's what we should look at. And part of that requires you not being vague. <laughs> Tell people what it's going to cost, how yeah. you're going to do it, that's and true. why you're going to do it. That's the way to get it done. Presidents so, are supposed to be able to here persuade. Comes Bernie. Just to clarify, Vice President, who are you saying is being vague? Well, the senator said... Your mother. Who do you think I, who do you think I mean? I both are being vague on the issue of uh, uh, the, uh, uh, Medicare for All. He said they're both being no, look, vague. Look, here's the deal. It's, it costs... Come on. It costs come on, come on. $30 come on. trillion. Come on. Dollars. come on. Guess what? That's over $3 trillion a year. If we, it's more of the entire federal budget. I love Let me this finish, part. okay? You'll, you'll both get in. If you eliminate the part. entire Pentagon, <laughs> every single thing, plane, ship, troop, the buildings, everything, satellites, <laughs> it would get you, it would pay for a total of four months. Four months. Where do you get the rest? I mean, you guys, Where's we got it. Come it from? I mean, Senator Sanders, we're Here we go. Two ways. Joe, you talked yeah. about working with Republicans and getting things done. It's first names now. But you know what you also got done? And I say this is a good friend. You got the disastrous war in Iraq done. Burn. You got a bankruptcy bill, which is hurting Burn. middle class Elizabeth families. Elizabeth Warren all is like, mm-hmm, and that's why I hate you. That's when I started hating like you. NAFTA and PNTR mm. with China done, which of course us four million jobs. And let's get to Medicare for all. Let's Sorry I had to do it to you, bro. <laughs> but I had to take you down like a clown. As much per person as do the people of any other major country on earth. And the answer is if we have the guts, and I would like to see the Democratic Party have that guts to stand up to the drug companies and the insurance companies and tell them that the function of health care is to guarantee care to all people, not to make a hundred billion dollars in profit. Thank if you, we Senator. stood together, we could create v- v- the greatest health care system President Biden, you in can the respond, world. And then Senator Warren. We can do that without Medicare for all. We can do that by adding no, a no. public option. We can. No, and we can, can afford to no, do it. You've got to take afford- on the well, greed debating. and the profiteering yeah. of the We can, Carol. We never have. Even when Obama did Obamacare, we didn't go against the profiteering of those insurance companies. They are as much against my bill as they are anybody else. They were strongly against and Obamacare. Like, they know it's costs, <laughs> and it's going to take away the right of that. people to choose the 160 million people out there who've negotiated their health insurance, and they want to keep it. So, they should have a right to keep it. Okay, so now we're going to, that's kind of a piggyback on that clip, but it's Elizabeth Warren versus Joe Biden. Okay. And now, like I said, that bankruptcy bill, Elizabeth Warren did start hating him and we pop, might have played it for you guys. I don't know if we played it for you guys, but me and Mama have I watched think it we did. many a time. We love when she goes in and she's young and he's young and he goes, you're good. He goes, you're good, professor. professor. You're good, professor. And he always, he can't help it because he loves women and he loves smart people and he's mm-hmm. just a lover of people. And he always ends up, I mean, he even laughs at her jokes. She doesn't yeah, find him charming at all. She's not 
feeling the guy. Okay. So I find that charming that she doesn't (laughs) find him charming and he still likes her. But um, the reason that she that she I believe the reason that she hates him is because she can't stand things that that go against like people with disadvantages and, and, and poor people. And and she holds him and yeah I mean even the thing that happened with the son like she she holds him personally accountable for that stuff even though yeah. he's probably just one single vote right because she loves Obama right but anyway this is the clip and it's mm-hmm. <laughs> Senator Warren your response so you started this question with how you got something done you know following the financial crash of 2008 I had an idea for a consumer agency that would keep giant banks from cheating people and all of the Washington insiders and strategic geniuses said don't even try because you will never get it passed and sure enough the big banks fought us the Republicans fought us some of the Democrats fought us but we got that agency my favorite thing the Obama administration did it and is it was now forced big banks to return more than 12 billion dollars directly to people Mm, mm, they cheated i served in the obama administration i know what we can do by executive authority and i will use it in congress on the first day i will pass my anti-corruption bill which will beat back the influence of money and repeal the filibuster and the third we want to get something done in america we have to get out there and fight for the things that touch people's lives let me she reference me. Okay. I agreed with the great job she did. And I went on the floor and got you votes. Oh. I Uh-oh. got Uh-oh. votes for that Uh-oh. bill. Oh, no. I convinced people to vote for it. So oh, let's get no. those things straight too. Senator Warren, do you want to respond? Anderson shit stirring. I am deeply grateful. Shade. To President Obama, who fought so hard to make sure that agency was passed in the law. Even Anderson was uncomfortable. And I am deeply grateful to every single person who fought for it and who helped pass it into law. But understand... You did a hell of a job in your job. Thank you. Oh! Oh! So nice. And she did do a hell of a job. And she, whatever went on, ma'am, she's holding on to it. Yes. She's holding on to it. So yep. Something personal went down as far as she felt the support wasn't there because she ain't mad at Obama. Nope. And, um, but uh, he's not mad at her and I'm not mad at him, even I'm, though she is. Right. And <laughs> I, I, I feel the same exact way. And yeah. obviously like something, I'm going to, I'm going to, I just looked it up, but we don't have time, but we're going to, maybe we'll come back to it in the next um, episode where there, there's a, there's a. So an article there. we've known a, we've known we've yeah known. and we've just known. in general uh, just specifically there's an article in the intercept intercept.com joe biden's mysterious claim that he whipped votes <laughs> for that what she's talking about okay so which i think is yeah she, and that's why she and no even, i mean oh, yeah picture no, is so yeah good. yeah but okay. um okay so then we've got um pete Buttigieg up next Mayor Buttigieg, which is the right vision for a Democrat to beat Donald Trump? That's the essential question. But a buck for every argument that I've witnessed every like this, I could just pay for it's not even bloody like that. We need to move past <laughs> what has been consuming this whole political space for as long as I've been alive. We're being offered a false choice. I don't agree with the vice president that Trump is an aberration. I don't agree that there's any such thing as back to normal. Because here in the industrial Midwest, definitely where I live, Normal didn't work. That's part of how we got here. That's part of how a guy like Donald Trump managed to get within cheating distance of the Oval Office in the first place. But I also don't agree with he Senator never said Warren that the only normal. way forward no, never said is infinite partisan combat. Yes, we have to fight 
Absolutely, we have to fight for the big changes at hand, but it's going to take more than fighting. We're Once again, I want to take you back to that day after Trump has stopped being president. Think about what the president can do to unify a new American majority for some of the boldest things we've attempted in my lifetime. Medicare for all who want it. Actually getting something done on immigration for the first time since the 80s. An assault weapons ban, which would be a huge deal. Making college free for low and middle income students. Yet there are some here on this stage who say it doesn't count unless we go even further. Free college for low and middle income students isn't good enough unless we're also paying for the children of billionaires. Immigration reform isn't enough unless we also decriminalize border crossings. We have an opportunity to do the biggest you, things Mayor. we've done in my lifetime. Sir, I did not say that. In my lifetime. You, okay, so now we have Elizabeth Warren. I'm sure she's going to address that. Uh, Warren, she, uh, she referenced you so you can respond. Now, people who are struggling to pay health care are fighting today. People who are getting crushed by student loans are in a fight today. People who are getting stopped by the police or paid less because of the color of their skin are in a fight today. And anyone who doesn't understand that Americans are already in these fights is not someone who's likely to win them. For me, this is about knowing what's broken, knowing how to fix it, and yes, I'm willing to get out there and fight for it. Uh, our last clip we're going to play is Bernie Sanders. Uh, the the word on the street was that um, Andrew Yang's math pin, mm-hmm. Make America Think Harder, <laughs> was the winner of the night. And there was mm-hmm. also that Elizabeth Warren, her demeanor. Oh, yes, that she was like Teflon. Yeah, the cucumber <laughs> of the night. Uh-huh. But I also thought Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders won, too. Yeah. So we're going to end with Bernie so we can all feel the burn. Okay. President By Trump. far the most won. inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the radical reason why. It's what the American people want. Yes. All right. The American That's people do not want tax breaks for billionaires. They want the rich to start paying their fair share of taxes. Poll came out yesterday. 71% of Democrats support Medicare for all. The people of this country understand that we've got to make public colleges and universities tuition free. And more and more Americans, including Republicans, understand we need bold action if we're going to save this planet for our children and our grandchildren. The way you win an election in this time in history is not the same old, same old. You have to inspire people. You have to excite people. you got to bring working people and young people and poor people into the political process because they know you stand for them, not corporate America. So that sums it up and sums it up well. Yes, it That's right. you got to bring all those people into the political. All the people. And we've been left out of it. And um, we've also just avoided it. (laughs) But now we need to be in it. And then it's attitudes like him. and, And him and Elizabeth Warren are pretty much at a tag team thing at this point yeah you can kind of see yeah kind of tell yep so that's it for the second ever democratic debate episode of dumb gay politics thank you guys for listening i hope some of you still are i know this was a long episode but um we were i'm buzzed and chatty um if you haven't signed up for our patreon yet go over to patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash dumb gay politics and you can choose to pledge one dollar for one bonus podcast a week or $2 for two bonus podcasts a week. We have 
um, some free ones. If you want to check it out and see if it's for you, join with a friend and share your password. Why not? That's what we do. That's right. That's right. And <laughs> what, mo- the more the merrier. See, we're sharing. It's called socialistic capitalism. That's right. We share many, many, many passwords now, now and we don't. <laughs> we pay for only one of everything. Well, you got to so save money. we don't mind if you guys do that. No, you got to save money, but you got to save money and share the wealth. But if you're rich, you need to sign up for several. Yeah, no, you need to do $20 and just do it. Yeah. Well, so next week we will be back with a regular episode for those of you that just want the regular weed. Regular weed next week. But for now, it's been real and it's been fun. (laughs) But mostly it's been gay and it has been dumb. And (laughs) debatey. How'd you do, I? See you've met, man. Faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Or maybe a bite. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for a living man. Tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. (laughs) But not the symptom. (laughs) 